You're listening to Just a Girl Podcast with me, Katie, and it's mine now. <laughs> Katie only. <laughs> You're listening to Just Katie Podcast. So, so, so scandalous. Katie's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going solo, bitch. To Just a Girl podcast, a podcast where we discuss anything like. <laughs> you got this, you got this, class. Anything and everything, music industry and intersectional feminism related. I'm Katie. And I'm Natalie. What episode is this? 36. <laughs> 36 counted them myself. But last year? What's that from? Last year I had 30. Oh, Harry Potter. Why do we know that for people who don't like Harry Potter? So, Katie. No. Oh. Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we need a studio. Don't forget to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. You can follow our socials at justagirlpod and you can email us at justagirlpod at gmail.com and give us five stars. And give us five stars, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) We're never having these noodles. (laughs) So, Natalie, what have you been listening to this week? So, I've been listening to the new Drug Church EP. Ooh, not heard. Oh, fantastic. What a vibe? Um, soft hardcore vibe. Softcore vibe. Cool. I've been listening to the new Turnstile EP. Yeah, so good. And the new Free Throw album. Oh, did we listen to that in the car? Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Like, Free Throw. Free, Free Throw. Because <laughs> it's such a tongue twister. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. How about you? I've also been listening to Turnstile. Oh. Um, my favourite is Holiday. It's a really... Okay, this sounds weird. Okay. It's a really sexy song. No, I can see it. I don't I know why. Every yeah. time it starts, I'm like, oh. Gotta take off all my clothes. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to Tyler, the Creator's album, and a oh, shocking turn of events. So good, isn't it? Yeah, Tom, Tom said to me that I would like the album because it's like... I don't think he used the word masterpiece, but it's like a piece of art. Sure, yeah, as yeah. Every album is, but this is different. Mm. And I actually really like it. Highlight is sweet. Mm, nice. And I've been listening to Angel Number on oh. Adam's recommendation, who are really good as well. Angel Number, what vibe? Oh God, the the two songs I've listened to are quite different, so I don't know how I define it. Okay, I'll check it out. Mm. Okay, nice. So, what are we talking about this week? So this week we're going to be talking about people who have periods, mm-hmm. um, particularly why we think there is a taboo around periods and why people who are grossed out by them shouldn't be, and mm-hmm. also how it affects lots of aspects of our lives. Yes, particularly we're going to be looking at how it affects music in kind of, you know, people who tour, um, how it affects us if we're going to festivals. Mm-hmm music that can be created from having a period basically so without further ado let's begin begin. (laughs) so weird for me to say that why just i'm never the one to be like without Without further further ado ado. that's such a you thing to say (laughs) (laughs) realizations i have an identity okay So I think firstly, it's important for us to smash the taboo of periods. And, you know, some people might listen to this and be a little bit grossed out. No need. Okay, no judgment. Mm -hmm. But I find people who are grossed out by periods a little bit immature. 
Yeah. I think schools could have done a lot better in educating everybody about periods mm-hmm. rather than just girls. And also advertising could, like the media in general could do a lot better with yes. like removing the shame mm-hmm. from because period shame is so multifaceted because yeah. it comes from like there's a shame with the fact that people even menstruate to begin with which is yes. ridiculous and then there's another shame which is like period poverty when people can't yeah. afford to buy period products and there's just layers of shame and all of it just needs to go oh my god totally and not just that but also Firstly, it's not feminine, but we'll get onto that in the next yes. part. And, you know, the whole notion that periods are unhygienic and dirty only makes people, you know, women and also people who have periods feel just disgusting for, you know, five to seven days of yeah. the month, as well as disgusting for all the other reasons that the media have said mm. we should be disgusting, having hair or, um, you know... What else? <laughs> what else have they said? Shaving your head. Shaving your head. Having anything. a septum piercing. There's also um, such a fear or at least stigma around periods to the point where people speak an idiom about them. Yeah. So Aunt Flo is coming or even it's my time of the month is a little bit yes, abstract. I agree. Because... You could, I just say I'm on my period. I know. It doesn't offend me to yeah. say that. And it's often regarded as like impolite or TMI to Ugh. say it. But I'm, my hormones are affected when I'm on my period. Mm-hmm. But I'm still the same person. I can still do my job yeah. most of the time. And I know I'm very lucky in that mm-hmm. sense. But telling somebody I'm, I'm on my period is a nothing statement to me. I'm only saying it if there's context that's, if it's necessary yeah, context. definitely. Or if I need a tampon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I personally, and you're the same, don't believe in TMI full No, stop. I don't at all. What do you think about the term oversharer? Because I think, okay, I could go into this so much because, <laughs> okay, so obviously etiquette and like being dignified all comes from the class structure. Yeah. So being an oversharer has connotations of being kind of lower class and this is a oh. very simplified way of putting it by the way I've read quite a lot about it because I'm an oversharer and I worry about it oh um but I don't if you're in a friendship with somebody I don't really yeah. think there is an anything I could overshare I didn't really think of it as a class issue I thought of it more as a social situation you know yeah. if someone overshares depending on who they're talking to, it might not, and it might be okay. You know, if we were, we can literally talk about anything and there's no problem. No one's grossed out. But if I was to go to my manager and start talking to her about like, you know, (laughs) the sex that I'm having, that's TMI. I think sex talk and toilet talk are different types of TMI as well. Yeah. Because I think, so we have this thing at my work where it's like, wank is my poo because some people hate talking about poo but amy hated talking about wanking so she was like wank is my poo but other people i can't remember what my poo was but (laughs) someone said something and i was like that's my poo oh my god that's there's nothing else like i'm not bothered by anything oh i think bogeys are my poo really yeah oh my god i now i I know never to so if i told you today that i blew my nose on my towel my face towel and there was like a little stringy is that does that grossing you out <laughs> no not really actually oh, okay maybe it's just because it's us though yeah yeah what is my poo <laughs> there is definitely i do have a poo for sure <laughs> 
Henry will know what it is because I'm always like, Henry, don't talk about this. Cool. But anyway. And secondly, the other taboo that we have to smash or sort of the um, idea that we have to rid ourselves of mm-hmm. is how not all people who menstruate are women and not all women menstruate. I think um, we can plug some really good resources for this yes. um, based on where you work. But people, and by people I mean TERFs, seem to have a huge problem with this one. They oh get God. so offended by people saying people with periods and I think my assumption is that not using the word women kind of diminishes the female experience yeah that's what they say so obviously like because I work at nature care who just in case anyone doesn't know we sell biodegradable compostable plastic free period products and we have campaigned to basically make the whole period products industry more gender inclusive and Mm -hmm. we've had fucking loads of turfs And their argument is basically like, you're raising women, women bleed, not not people, not all people, basically. But those people, in my opinion, are very entitled to see menstruation as an aspect of their femininity or what makes them a woman. But it doesn't have to be what makes everybody a woman. And also, imagine... These women who don't menstruate, yeah. thinking that they're less of a woman exactly. because they don't menstruate. It exactly. works on both sides. And I think to diminish your own gender to, to something so simple as menstruation, yeah. like, and I do understand that some people are really connected to their body and mm. and their menstruation and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean that another person's experience is the same as yours. Yes. It doesn't take away from your womanhood. Definitely. Just because a non-binary person menstruates. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now, obviously, in case there are some people who are a bit confused and do genuinely want to learn, the way that people who aren't women have periods is because men can menstruate if they're assigned female at birth. Non-binary, like you said, Katie, can menstruate. And then obviously, yeah, some women just don't at all. Exactly. So the two resources that yeah. we can bring up. So we can talk about the zine. Yes. First, um, which I think I would rather you go into more detail about, <laughs> but I know about it. Okay, so <laughs> Nature Care Zine, it's called Shades of Red, the gender issue, which is basically a zine all about people who aren't women that menstruate. So non-binary people, trans people, gender fluid people. It's basically like, if you don't know anything about other genders having periods, then this is the resource for you because it kind of starts from the very basic of like how people who aren't women menstruate. But then it also has accounts from different content creators. You might have heard of them like Noah Fintz. He's quite big in the alt scene. Penny Ethan Jones, Megamiko, who I follow on all the things. Have I ever shown you their stuff? They're yes, so cute. Yeah, they've all helped contribute to this zine. And Kenny Ethan Jones actually proofread it. So, you know, it's kind of as That's like cool. authentic as it could be when it comes to that. So check it out if you want to learn more. But also we started a petition, which is a call to get supermarkets to change their wording. Rename, don't shame. Rename, don't shame. To change their wording of sanitary pads or feminine hygiene to basically period products. The reason that feminine, we've already covered that, feminine hygiene is just a really, does. it's not, it's not descriptive of what it is. Yes. Sanitary implies that something needs to be cleaned Mm-hmm. And even if they did, they don't clean it. Sorry. It's, I'm just very pedantic with this. Definitely. They just catch it. Exactly. <laughs> but also... like calling a bin. I mean, you would call a bin a sanitary item, to be fair. No, you would. You would. But yeah. also... Okay, fine. Vaginas are self-cleaning. 
I know. They're already sanitary. They're gorgeous. Oh, I love them. Love panties. <laughs> veggies. Veggies. Did I say veggies to you? Yeah, you said veggies. Did I? Why did I say veggies again? Um, I can't remember, but it was very sweet. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so we'll link the petition and we'll look the zine in our show notes so everybody can check it out and please sign it. Sorry, I'm laughing at veggies. Not, not you saying sign the petition. <laughs> <laughs> why did I say veggies that's so strange it's such me. a it's the only word for vagina that I like and also another thing that annoys me about the wording around vaginas is it's relevant to this conversation because blood comes out of it yeah but it's the vulva it's yeah. normally what people are talking about good point vulvi vul vulvo <laughs> vulva <laughs> Katie, why don't you explain to those who have never had periods and want to learn, who possibly don't know, why having a period isn't just as simple as us bleeding once a month? So I've got the complete opposite thing that I think people think periods are. Okay. I will explain what I mean by that because that's very (laughs) overworded. So I have, and I'm going to say sorry for TMI just in case, but I have a very light flow every month. Okay. I probably bleed for about two days. Yeah, sure. And I don't really get period cramps. Are you on a birth control? Not anymore. I was on the pill. Wow, you're Um, so lucky. Which, and I've had that since I started my period. I've got a funny story about when I started my period, which I'm going to (laughs) tell, but not yet. Okay. Um, But I've always been really lucky with my periods. But what I do get is really, really bad depression for like two days before. Oh, yeah. PMS. And it's PMS, but it feels like this sadness like Mm. and and obviously like I've experienced depression before and it feels like that it feels like there's no hope everything that I was positive about I become negative about and sometimes I can acknowledge that it's PMS and be like okay I've got two days and then I'll feel a lot better this isn't me and sometimes I'll get it where I'll cry Mm. about nothing and then the next day my period will come and I'm like oh I'm not weak thank god (laughs) even obviously crying's not weak definitely when I cry about nothing I'm like what's going on yeah um but yeah mine is the hormonal side for me that really affects me definitely makes me irritable what makes me sad which are two things I don't really want to be yeah brings me down yeah totally so that's one thing for me I think we'll come on to more ways that it affects other people who have periods but what about you yeah exactly the same as me so again just in case anyone doesn't know I'll quickly go through the phases so you've got the menstrual phase which is actually being on your period three to seven days progesterone drops estrogen levels rising body temperature is higher skin is more sensitive you're still experiencing PMS symptoms follicular phase which is afterwards so that's when you're sort of at your peak yeah everything's back to normal you feel fucking amazing love um, that that's that... me right now if anyone's on oh nice yeah love, actually See? oh my oh. god Wessie's rolling um and then the luteal phase sorry no the ovulatory phase three to four days that's the peak of what we just mentioned the peak of the follicular um and then the luteal which can be up to two weeks worth of pms Do you yes yeah so we are Essentially PMSing for half our lives. Give us more money. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, similarly to me, my period is quite regular. I do get cramps. They're not that bad. They don't ever stop me doing anything. You know, standard is heavy the first few days and it dies out. But like you mentioned, there are other ways that it can affect other people. Yes. 
So obviously we've had Sophie Eggleton on the podcast recently who spoke a little bit about this, but there's something that some people with periods get, which is called PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome. To put it simply, this basically affects how people's ovaries work and some symptoms of it can include you get like irregular periods, it's difficult to get pregnant if that's something that that person Mm. wants to do. Pain as well. Very, yeah, a lot of pain. And the the same with other things like endo, which I'll let you explain about. People just don't get diagnosed with them. People can go for years years, without getting a diagnosis because our periods hurt anyway. Mm. So if you complain about it, then it's people are like, yeah, have some ibuprofen. So it's a really important issue. And I'll let you explain about um, endo. Yeah. So endometriosis is where the cells that are similar to the womb lining, I suppose, are found outside of the womb and they cause the pain, basically. Um, and you can get surgery for it, but the waiting list is like four years, I think. Yeah. You can only really like sort it out if you go private. And even if you go private, like it could come back. It might not fully go. So it's, yeah, it's horrible. And so many people are affected by it. But also I wanted to bring up PMDD. I don't know if you've heard of that, Katie. I have, but um, only I think through following Nature Care. Yeah. So PMDD is premenstrual dysphoric disorder and to put it you know succinctly it's pms but 10 times worse really so you know the mood swings the fatigue the headaches it's just to the point where you can't do anything it really affects parts of your life um there was an article i was reading where it was a lesbian couple who had a child and one of the women suffers from pmdd and in the time where she's experiencing PMDD she can't be near her family because she literally hates them because that's how bad she's experiencing her mood swings and you know that's so tough yeah definitely so imagine you know experiencing these things and then also being at a festival being at a gig trying to go on tour with bands oh so I was really lucky the most recent festival we've been to download I came on Two days after we got back. Oh, wow. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Your mother nature was kind to you. And I wasn't PMSing too bad. On the Sunday, I got really anxious. Yeah. But that was probably a combination of drinking too much. Dad's dad, dead dad day. What's it called? Father's day. (laughs) And PMSing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think I was very lucky with that. But I know of a little birdie who wasn't so lucky. Oh, God. So... I think I came on the day before download, which was frustrating because it was due on earlier. So it was a little bit late. Ugh, I know. And then the three heaviest days were the Friday, Saturday and Sunday of download festival. So I was crampy, you know, every time I, it, it, tr- I tried not to let it bother me. Obviously I yeah. complain a little bit, but every time I like jumped or even just got up from my chair, I just feel the blood surging yeah. onto my pants, basically. And also, because of the way that it can affect your hormones, I think you probably thought you were acting more differently than you actually were. Yeah. Because I think you, I could not, I would not have been able to tell you were on had you not told me. Yeah, I think you were you're on right. good form. You didn't act bothered by it at all. But yeah, totally. Just resilient. Oh, but it was frustrating because the Monday that it ended, no longer on my period. It literally lasted three to four days and it was over the weekend of download. Brilliant. Mother, Mother Nature was not kind to me. So I would be interested in hearing how you manage your period at a festival or at a gig. 
It totally depends, I think, on when I would have been, because I think when I was younger, I used to wear period pads. Mm. So it's, and I didn't, I wasn't as like environmentally conscious. Yeah. So it would have just been pad, bin, another pad, yeah. standard, don't get it on your shorts. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I've always had quite a light flow, so it's never been that bad. Um, I think now, because I use tampons, it would be easier, but I haven't had one I haven't been to a festival on my period for, oh, like, years. Wow, so lucky. So I'm not the best qualified oh, sure. to give advice yeah. on this. I have unfortunately been on my period many times at a festival. Right. But I'll discuss the most recent way I managed, because it was fucking hard to manage. I had to change my pad about, like, ten times throughout the day. It was just so... And because, obviously, like, you don't have the home comforts of having the toilet within seconds from you yes, and, yeah. you know, feeling refreshed and stuff I felt like I was constantly having to change it um so I was wearing period pants yeah because I thought that's what I needed but it was so heavy that I was like no I can't just wear these I wore yeah pads on top of my period pants just in case it leaked through the pad or even you know somehow managed to escape the area of the pad because that happens I brought my cup because I like sleeping with a cup in because then I sleep better because when I don't sleep sleep with a cup well you can wear it up to 12 hours I think it is and obviously you're only sleeping for eight yeah but if I'm not wearing a cup when I try and sleep I constantly I wake up literally every hour thinking oh my god have I leaked have I leaked have I leaked Um, but I couldn't wear my cup because obviously it's hard to wash a cup when you're there. How the hell do you wash it? So I couldn't use that. Another reason we needed a bloody kettle. Oh my God. Totally. But yeah, I think that, I mean, it was the best that it could have gone. Period pants, pads, slash tampons, whichever one you prefer to use. I think it's just a case of making sure you are so prepared. Bring fucking loads I yeah. brought loads. Would you recommend any wipes? Yes, I brought intimate wipes with me, as you know. I gave you a pack. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's quite good for just, you know, you never you never know where it's going to go, really. So just having something to wipe is quite good for making you feel, yeah, fresher and ready to continue the festival on rather than like thinking, oh my God, like, is there blood? Can people see this blood? Because it's also one of those things that really occupies someone's mind when totally, they're on the period. Totally, yeah. You know, you always see people or you, I'm sure you've done it or your friends have done it to you where they're like, oh my God, can you see the blood on yeah. my shorts? Yeah, yeah. When actually it's totally fine, but totally they're just like, fine. oh my God, can you see it? I've only leaked once. Yeah. I was wearing like, this was years ago, I was with my friend Molly and it was just after uni. And you know those like festival trousers that everyone wears? Oh, like the gap yard trousers. Yeah, I was yeah, wearing yeah. some gap yard trousers and they were like <laughs> black and white. And I just forgot to put a tampon in when I woke up. I just fully forgot to put one in. And I was just going about my day, like, happy as Larry. Forgot I was on my period, because as I said, I don't get cramps. So I was literally just walking around. And then we got to a pub, and I sat down, and Molly went, Katie, you need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, why? I don't need a wee. And then I went in, and I was like, oh my god, it was everywhere. And I was like, I don't, I literally don't know what to do because they were white pants, like trousers. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have any period stuff with me, nor did I have a change of clothes. And it was summer. So Molly didn't even have a jumper or anything like that tie around my waist. So I just had to embrace it. You know what? Fucking good for you. (laughs) It was more. Oh my God. Wow. But, um, but that's what I mean. Like, Okay, okay, right. It would still be embarrassing if somebody, like, 
pissed themselves yeah. or shat themselves in public. So I don't think we're ever going to fully get away from that. Yeah. That shame associated with it because it's not as simple as it's a period, it's yeah. fine. It's more about like the shame of not being able to protect yourself, totally. I guess, properly. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. It's fine for people to know that you're on your period. It's more like, you know, we wear pads for a reason, like you said, to be protected. So if it does leak, it is a bit like... I don't know where my clothes. No. Although I was thinking, if they were tie-dye, was there a way that it could have, you know, black... They weren't tie-dye, they were... This is um, potentially appropriation. They were white with, like, black elephants, like, Oh, so there was no way you could have, like, pulled it off. No, no, no. No, 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 black and white. However, I think I would recommend, if somebody is comfortable and is, you know, has the methods to do so... For example, birth control. I would recommend trying to delay your period yeah. during a festival. It's Be just careful easier. with birth control, though. Yeah. Um, I just thought of a good joke. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> black, white, and red all over. Your trousers. Katie you... on, a, on a period. <laughs> 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 oh, nice. I'm in the same category as a sunburnt penguin. Oh, is that the joke? Yeah. Um, or a something else. I prefer your joke to be honest. Yeah, it's looking fantastic. Sign me up, Saturday Night Live. So why don't we talk about how, you know, for example, like, I hope she doesn't mind me saying, but Beth Miller, she's quite vocal about it on social media. She experiences endometriosis and she is a photographer who goes on tours with bands all the time. How resilient she must be to experience endometriosis, no doubt be on her period while she's touring in conditions where you're not sleeping you're constantly active and Beth is vocal about it whereas a lot of other people are probably suffering with this and not being vocal about it and neither of those are the right or wrong things to do probably Beth is right speaking up because I think so it's good to know but obviously no pressure on those people who can't do that yeah but that's just one person who we know about who does this really hard job anyway yeah really unsettling job anyway like moving around all the time being in like conditions where you're around sweat yeah exactly (laughs) there's actually so much sort of to unpack about her situation because i think we should get her on i think we should get her on but she'll be able to talk about it in much more detail but firstly being in an environment where it's male dominated yeah so you know who can you talk to about a situation where these people can't relate are they going to sympathize are they going to stereotype you you know that are they going to so believe difficult. you yeah exactly that is so difficult i think luckily because she tours with like nice guys yeah i think hopefully she would have like had a better experience than some might also can we talk about her download photos oh my god what the amazing hell? honestly so incredible so incredible. Amazing. Another person who I really want to get on to talk about her experience as well is my friend Layla. She works in, I think she's she's left now, but she used to work in music PR and she's quite vocal about endometriosis as well. And imagine similarly, like having to go to all these gigs and go to all these festivals while trying to do a job, while trying to make sure like the bands do all the interviews and, mm. you know, make all that. experiencing this horrendous pain that you can't, you know, scream about because people, you know, it's taboo. Do you think treatment and diagnosis of stuff like this would be different if it wasn't predominantly women who experience it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. I saw an interesting tweet, I think it was, which was like, or was it a video? If men had periods, it wouldn't wouldn't be taboo. (laughs) Well, also they wouldn't. I think they're like, I heard this quote once that said, if men had periods, they wouldn't. Because... 
they would have just stopped them because they're that bad. They would... Because obviously, oh, like... Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah totally. Well, it's the whole birth control argument, right? There's not men's birth control yet because of the risks associated. But then all these pills that women are taking and people are taking is, you know, as bad slash worse than yeah, their solutions. Then. Yeah. Gosh. Try and tell... I mean, <laughs> condoms have got such another stigma attached to them. Yeah. Like, oh God, we'll have to do another episode on yeah. this. But <laughs> it shouldn't be that the only option for people with penises is, oh, but it doesn't feel as good when I wear one. Do you know what also doesn't feel good? Pain in my fucking oh, uterus. Yes, Katie. Having a panic attack because I'm on the pill and it's affecting my hormones so much that I've gained a stone, which is absolutely fine by the way, but wasn't my choice. <sighs> Shut Preach. up with these silly little condoms. <laughs> Preach. Put it on. If Preach. I also, if I can get it on my head, you don't need an extra large one. Just saying. <laughs> Not that tight. Oh my fucking God. There are actually oh. some other things. There are some other issues as well with having a period and sort of being in this industry, which is like, again, the management, we kind of already discussed that. There's so many options. There's stuff like, for example, people who experience endometriosis or PCOS. There are many case studies that, it's all anecdotal, but show that using organic period products helps with the pain. Oh, really? Yeah. Whereas, obviously, the norm is like Tampax or Always, where their products are bleached, contain dioxins, and contain fragrances, and people are putting that nearest to the most sensitive part of their body. Yeah. Which obviously doesn't help. Inside them. Which is so bad, but... The other thing was also, you know, if you're at a festival or touring, whatever, is the potential issues when it comes to... This is a very sort of, like, um, menial thing, but the issues when it comes to outfits and stuff. Oh, it's not menial, though, because it has such an effect on how you feel at a festival, especially when everyone around you is beautiful. Yeah. And I know I think everyone's beautiful, but, you <laughs> no, know, I think it's, there's a certain pressure to kind of step up to the plate at a festival yeah. and bring out your glam. And it's not out of a social pressure. Often it's just because it's nice to feel good yeah. when you're at a festival. Yeah. That's why at Download, sure, they did my makeup and Aww. they made me look amazing. Aww. And, you know, it's part of it, isn't it? And that's it's okay for people to want to look good without yeah. us having to analyse that in any way. And when you are like, oh, I can't wear that skirt because yeah. I'll bleed down my leg or yeah. I can't wear those white shorts or exactly. whatever, it does have an effect on people. And it just yeah. adds to the different elements of things that affect you when you're yeah, on. You're right. So it's oh, I'm important. glad you said that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Because I was like, I like wearing lighter clothing. I like wearing neutral yeah. clothes. I like wearing white. And I was like, I can't. Like, I can't take the risk at Download Festival. I'm going to be jumping about and I have no idea where the blood is going to go and how or I'm going to... All the gonna, mud. All the mud. I got mud all over me. Oh, did you? Oh. you you were big into your mosh bits, though. Yeah. Yeah. I was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I read somewhere, and I don't know whether you can shed any light on this, because you obviously work for a period product company, mm. so I feel like you know more. But I read that during the menstrual cycle, vocalists can have changes to their vocals if yes. they're menstruating oh my god yes so how are they still able to sing yeah and go on tour if they're on their period so this is a thing i've heard before that um i read this thing where an opera singer a few days before her period her voice is breathy it's crackly the voice is more prone to hoarseness and it tires easily god um, am i always on my period oh my god that's just you? my voice <laughs> 
because again not a very nice way to describe something but the vocal cords are mucous membranes similar to the mucous membranes that exist in your vagina so they have different levels of moisture and blood flow throughout the month right um so obviously you know if you've got less moisture in your mouth it's going to be more difficult to sing um, your voice, your vocal cords will be drier. And so obviously for these people who have periods who are vocalists, days before their period, they might not be able to perform as well. And not just that, but obviously like, again, it's the lack of sleep. It's, mm. you know, potentially partying, depending on life choices, maybe not eating that well. On top of all the other things that affect a performance, so does having your period. It's just not, it's just not that easy having periods. How do we make it better for people who have periods? How would you save the world? Okay, again, I think that it starts from the main problem, which is that periods are a taboo. Yeah. If they weren't such a taboo, people wouldn't be so afraid to talk about them, wouldn't be so afraid to raise their issues with, you know, the people they're with, maybe like venues, maybe even just say to fans, look, I'm on my period, I can't talk to you after this show because I need to rest my voice, whatever. Yeah. Not just that, but... If the taboo is smashed, venues, for example, might have loads of um, period products available for people to use. Yeah. What else? What else could help? I don't know. Do you have any ideas? It's a tough one, isn't it? I think it, I'm I'm going to do a classic me answer. Of, yeah. It starts from education. Yeah. So, it, and I think people, so I spoke to Claire, who's got kids, and she said that her kids are in the same room now for all of sex education. Oh, that's good. So they good. don't gender it. They don't say boys have boners and girls have periods. Yeah. They say this is what happens to people with penises mm. and people with vaginas. Because I remember learning about periods at school and I was fucking terrified mm. because... My mum told me before I learned about it at school and I was in the bath with my mum, not with my mum, I was about seven and my mum was like giving me a bath Yeah. and she was like, okay, I'm not sure when you're going to go into puberty, but this is what puberty is and this is what this is. And she called it the bleed. No. So it was like the most terrifying. I was like, are we in the shining? Like, What's going on? But she explained it very scientifically. So like the womb lining breaks mm. down and the egg comes out and blah, blah, blah. And I think I was a little bit too young to appreciate that she was being really nice yeah. by telling me. So I went into school the next day and told all of my friends that girls bleed from their fanny <laughs> once a month. And it's called the bleed. And all my friends were like crying because they hadn't been told I yet. I remember you told me this. Oh God, yeah. bad. But I didn't, I'd already kind of knew what it was because my mum had told me. And then when we learned about it in science in year six, I was more prepared than the other girls. And not more because I think some of them knew as well. But it was quite, it's quite clinical how it's described to you. And if people could just get past the kind of clinicalness of it and just say you'll bleed once a month and it's fine. Definitely. Then I don't know. So I think it starts from teaching everyone about them, what they are, what some signs of non-normal or non-regular periods are, yeah. so people don't feel gaslit when yeah. they when something's wrong with them. Totally. Um, and I, I think that also relates to the taboo as well, because, you know, sure, we know all of this now, everything that we're telling you. In fact, admittedly, I still had to Google some of the stuff that we spoke about, because I don't fully know. Yeah. But, you know, it's taken us, what, 25, 27 years of our life to know this. Mm. When it's been happening to us since, you know, I read an article where someone got their period at nine years old. People are getting their periods younger, from as young as nine to mid-twenties. 
how has it taken this long to know everything? Well, not even everything that we need to know about periods, but, yeah. you know, and it's not our own bodies. It's happening to over half the population. When did you start your period? I think I was 13. I was 13 as well. Oh, twins. But, um, so before we went to Isle of, uh, no, Bude on a school trip. Oh, yeah. My head of Bude in Cornwall. Yeah. Oh. My head of year was really lovely. But she shouldn't have done this. She had the best intentions. Mm. But little old Leo girl over here was like, oh, amazing, I can get attention. Um, <laughs> she, she got all of the girls in our year in the canteen and was like, right, before this school trip debuted, a lot of you might start your period on the trip because mm. it's quite a big change for you. And you'll be in the same proximity as other people who yeah. might be starting their period. So just a heads up. If any of you start your periods, you can come to any of the teachers. Mm. We'll have products. We'll have this, blah, blah, blah. And because she'd said that, I then felt pressure to start my period and bude because I was like, well, everyone else is going to start their period. So if I don't, I'm embarrassing. So I told everyone that I started my period and then I didn't actually start it for another two years. So I had to keep up this lie for two years, which is apparently a short amount of time to keep up a lie. (laughs) Two years saying... Oh, I'm on my period. And I had to remember, like, every month when I said I had been on before. Oh, Why my God, did I Katie, do that? <laughs> but then, like, a few years later, when I actually did start, me and my friend were talking about Bude, and I was like, oh, I lied. I didn't actually start my period in Bude. And she was like, nor did I. I lied as well. <laughs> so maybe just, like, the whole year lied. Oh, my God. See, it was totally different. So I think we were... Um, a trip that I remember was Disneyland Paris. Ooh. Uh, school? Yeah, I was in year eight, I think it wow. was. Yeah. Disneyland Paris and or just Paris generally and um, I'm not going to name the name just in case but one of my friends at the time was starting her period but we didn't have a talk like oh everyone's going to start anything like that the only reason that I knew and she knew and Liv I was with Liv as well Liv I Liv knew about it was because we all have older sisters and so Uh, we know what's happening so when it came to you know the stuff like sex education all that kind of stuff luckily I already knew because Annabelle had been through it all already right I remember I hope she doesn't mind me (laughs) sharing this story but it's so funny I remember her she must have been 11 I think she was so I was like 8 she came to me she was like oh my god guess what like in a like scary way she was like guess what and I was like what and she was like I'm bleeding through my vagina (laughs) and I was like don't lie (laughs) I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, I promise, look. And then she showed me her pants. <laughs> and there was one. I did that to my brother. <laughs> not, not that time. So I was in, um, we were in Sainsbury's when I was about 10, 11. So I hadn't started my mm. period yet, which no one else knew. And um, apart from my family, obviously. And I can't remember what I was doing, but I was like, ooh, my fanny feels weird. And I thought I was starting my period. So I just said to my brother, I was like, my, because we called it a Nunu. Yeah. I was like, my Nunu feels weird. I think I've started my period. My brother, this like 13 year old little boy was like, no, you haven't because your tummy would hurt, not your Nunu. And I was like, all right, Einstein, Jesus. (laughs) He's kind of right. I mean, he was right. (laughs) But I went to the toilet anyway because I was like, you don't know my body. But no, he was absolutely right. No period. Wow, go on, James. Go on, Jez. Um, do you have any other funny period stories we can share? <laughs> I've probably got loads. I have another funny puberty story when I was like, <laughs> I actually don't know if I want to share it. Okay, okay, okay. I know you want to share it. I've got a question. 
Yeah. How do you feel about period sex? Okay. I'm very much in the mindset of if a guy won't have sex with me on my period, then he shouldn't have sex with me at all. Agree. But it depends how I'm feeling. Because sometimes if I'm on, I just don't feel Oh, no, attractive. absolutely. Definitely. Of course, so, like, it's your choice too. But yeah. if, if I'm like, say if I'm on my period, I'm like, let's have sex. And they're like, ew, no. I'm like, okay, bye then. Yeah. 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 But I think on like the first two days... I would be like not interested. Yeah, but same. after yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm like, oh, okay then, extra loop. <laughs> <laughs> I find it attractive when guys aren't bothered by it. Yeah, same, same. Mm. Okay, turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Katie. Calm no, down. never. Okay, fair enough. So, while it's ultimately about periods, there was the topic of music that we discussed. So, I want to hear you shout out any songs or any musicians, whatever, who are totally open about periods and, yeah, just shout out their art. So, I could only think of our friend Leonie. Yes, I wrote her down as well. Um, Because she's very open with talking about it if you go back and listen to i believe it's episode eight of just a girl pod Mm. you can hear our conversation with leonie about periods which is amazing love it however (laughs) i did some googling (laughs) and you'll never guess who's got a song called pms blues gone dolly fucking parton oh what year was it released do you have it written down no she's such a progressive quez she looks i mean she's timeless she never looks old or young so i don't know she looks, it looks fairly recent, oh, but it fair. couldn't, it could have been Still years ago. Still, progressive queers. Progressive queers. It also made me wonder whether Atreus song Crimson is about, period, but probably not. Maybe not, maybe not. Bleed I from mean, within? Bleed from within. Are they? Are they pro-period? <laughs> um, there's a song by Mary J. Blige called PMS. Yeah, I haven't heard it, but I want to listen to it. Um, I share a birthday with Mary J. Blige. Capricorns. <laughs> <laughs> I was really upset this morning and Tom was like, oh, Capricorns fucking us all. And I was like, really? Is that really? No. Tom, Capricorns never fuck anybody over. Oh no, I think he meant the moon. Oh, the moon. Something mm. like that. I'm not Capricorn moon. So so I've got a few shout outs if you don't mind me saying, Katie. Give them away. So Leonie, obviously, she's got a song coming out at some point. I'm not sure when, but it's amazing all about periods yes you wouldn't think so on first listen interesting but when you know you know okay also there's a bristol based band called the menstrual cramps have you heard of them oh my god no they are fucking amazing so they've got an album out called we are not overreacting as in ovary acting which is fantastic um and it features song titles like my bush ain't your business call the tories mansplain so they're just such a feminist amazing group and then i don't know if you remember this song went viral it's called bad blood in brackets end the tampon tax yes yeah yeah yeah, and it was a song all about just ending the tampon tax because why are people who have periods why do they have to pay more to have a period essentially period oh should we end it by saying period instead of the end yeah i think so we're american okay Three, two, one. Period. Period. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. This, you know, you've got me in that mood where I laugh at really immature words now. (laughs) Really? Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Period. Period.
No, I don't like it. Oh. It doesn't quite... The end is like... It's finite, <laughs> but it's nice. Well, okay. It's just like... It feels like we're making a statement with period. We are making a statement. I know, but I just... It feels too abrupt. Okay. What about period? No. Okay, the end. <laughs>